You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberry! I am your father. Welcome back, everybody, for episode nine of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm with Janae and Jeanette, who we're, you're going to hate. We're, <laughs> we're here to talk about a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. We're trucking right along, um, as uh, as promised, right after the um, Captain America Winter Soldier episode. Uh, we did take a little pizza break. Yum yum. Yum yum. Very, very, very yum. And if you've never had a grandma pizza, this is my ringing endorsement <laughs> for one. Yes. It's square, but not Sicilian. The crust is thin. And then they put fresh buffalo mozzarella and delicious tomato sauce and garlic and olive oil. And it's probably the best pizza I've ever eaten. Yeah, it's it's super slamming. I, uh, I definitely am uh, I'm all about that. I endorse this as well. Um. So so yeah so yeah we're here to talk about um, guardians because uh, yeah we we did we did just uh, do that one episode and we're coming right back at you with one um, so uh, I guess uh, do we do we still have in this episode is is it you know it, well there's no ne- necessarily no no neophytes we all saw the movie at least once yes that's right. correct so. So what do we have? We have two novices and a fanboy, or novice. No, I think we have a novice, a, novice, a fangirl, and a fanboy. Fan All right, cool, cool. Yeah, right. yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. So, um, why you be hating, son? I'm not trying. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, son. Uh. For anyone who does not recognize that reference, it was not from Guardians of the Galaxy. It was from Psych. Yes, yes indeed. Yes. One of these days we'll have to do a flashcast after I decide that the series is over and I watch the last season. So, in other words, never? I might, cha- I might come around on this. Somehow I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> My rule is that when a series ends that I love, that I don't watch the end of it because then it never really ends because I didn't see the ending. And in my mind, it's always alive. <laughs> so, yeah. Happened with a couple. Psych is the most recent, I think. Adam Burn Notice, but apparently I don't want to watch the last season of Burn Notice. No, anyway. I bet. Yeah. Oh, so. Such a disappointment to hear because <laughs> Burn Notice was such a great show. Seriously, it was awesome. But well, I digress. So, um, Guardians, Jeanette, you're the novice. <laughs> you get to start. That's right. Now, <laughs> okay, um, no, no, no. I if you're gonna if you're going to go into detail. About my experience in the movie theater watching this. Oh, go. Okay. You do. I was going to. I was going to say because I am the only one who can do this justice. Because yes. I was the one who had to suffer through it. Yes. All right. Cool. But um, I wholeheartedly believe before she begins that this has colored her opinion of this movie. I don't know. I really do not know. Okay. Um, but I'm honestly flabbergasted that the two of you <laughs> have such a good opinion of it. Because I'm giving this a two, hands down, wow. not even a two point five. Holy crap! And mm. I will, I will tell you that I wanted to watch this movie in theater when I first saw previews, and it was with Marianne, um, the same person who who got me a free ticket to see Captain America: Winter Soldier. 
I was like, oh my word, that looks a- absolutely hysterical. I love the reference to, you know, I'm Star-Lord. Star- you don't recognize me? Oh, fine. And, and his little middle finger gesture about, you know, when he's locked up and, and they're taking his picture and... Oh, sorry, I didn't know what that what that was going to do. I don't know how this machine works. I thought that was utterly entertaining. In fact, I think I forced a lot of people to watch the previews just because I thought it was that awesome, and no one else agreed with me. Um, so I go to the movie theater with Marianne, and we're sitting there, and I had the unfortunate experience to sit beside a girl, and I am not trying to be a jerk here. I am dead serious when I say she needed to seek psychological help. Because I'm not kidding. No, she I'm really did. I'm laughing because I'm reminiscing about your most recent um, <coughs> a- acting out of her behavior. Oh, it was so bad, guys. She was emotionally invested in this movie to an unhealthy degree. She really was. Um, she's sitting beside me, and every time she found something entertaining, which was a lot. She would, and I wish you could see me act this out because talking about it does not do it justice. She would sit there and kind of like uh, think mental patient where they're rocking back and forth, mm. but she would be clapping and giggling as she did that. So I want our audiences at home to hear, <laughs> at least hear your reenaction. Okay. Oh my All right. goodness. I'm going to have to balance my microphone. Let's see if I can do this. I, I feel the pressure right now. I have to say. All right. Yeah. So, so what, wait, wait. Like, what happened? And okay. then, the, the, so, <laughs> what was the reaction? This is what she would do. <laughs> but I'm making the dogs bark. I'm scaring the dogs. And honestly, I can understand this. I apologize, dogs. Seriously, it was very frightening. I agree. Um. So yeah, she would it do wasn't that him. while rocking back and forth like she's in a straitjacket. I'm not kidding. So that was, that definitely... So she got let out of the mental institution for good behavior in order to see this movie. Again, I really do think that she needed help. Well, and not and, mentally. And when Groot decides to... Um, to sacrifice himself. To save all. She was sobbing. I went, wait, the reenactment of this now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, and that was not laughter, just for the record. That was sobbing. That was sobbing. That was sobbing, yes. Hysterical sobbing. Yes, I mean, she was devastated. This this shook her to her core. And then when Groot comes back. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. What, what the heck did I say she did? She whooped and cheered and clapped? Yes, yeah, there was a lot of clapping. There was a lot of clapping. I, I definitely believe, had she not been sitting next to you, you would have given this a higher rating. no. No, I never once cared about any of the characters. Really? Not a single one. I was like, okay, so what? I'm not invested in you at all. Really? I did not find any of the lines laugh out loud funny. A few of them maybe I snickered over. That was all I could say about the sense of humor. It was cheesy and overdone. And while I do have to say I understood more of it the second time around watching it, Mm -hmm. I still feel as if it was a bunch of little stories that should not have been connected, thrown into a larger plot that I didn't care about. Mm. I didn't hate it. It's not like I suffered watching it. 
But I enjoyed Thor and Thor 2 better. But you, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. wow. you like Thor and Thor 2 better? Yes, I did. I don't down. even know how that's humanly possible. And see, I don't know how it's humanly possible to have a decent opinion of this movie. I think it's a better story. I like Peter Quill better than Thor. Thor is so bland to me. The only thing that is worthwhile and this about movie him. this tried too hard to be funny and failed. The only thing remotely engaging uh, wow. about <laughs> Thor is his abs, and you don't get enough of those in the movie. Loki. What? Loki. Come on. Uh, yeah. He can't carry the whole film. This at least was... Yeah, I don't know. I, I found Thor, the character, more compelling than this whole entire movie. I think Peter Quill is kind of cute and nice and interesting and sort of... I mix between Tony Stark and Thor and nope yeah nope overdone 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 I he, just, everything uh, about this movie is a caricature I think that's the purpose that's of it but point. it's not a well done caricature I, I and here's the thing is because all of it all of it is cheesy it's not like there was one aspect of it and don't get me wrong, I love the 80s. I was born in the 80s. I have a, a healthy, Stop. well, I, I can't say respect for the 80s, but admiration for its utterly, its utter lack of dignity, really. I mean, it's kind of awesome. But this just took, I don't know. It was, it was all the, the lamest aspects of the 80s to me. And again, it tried too hard. And I, I did warn everyone, just for the record, that you would hate me. So there we go. But, that but, is, that's my commentary. All right. All right. Well, I mean, well. Oh, see, uh, I just have to say Pippin is growling. So apparently uh, he, he's very offended by my opinion yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Get over here. And I think I might have lost Come two in. friends. No. Come never. Here. He's, he's trying to talk to us. Yeah. Pippin was trying to talk to us and tell us what he thought of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the caricature. I think it's sort of uh, in line with, like, it does give me the warm fuzzies about my childhood. And it makes me feel like like it could have happened in the 80s, just like it happened in 2014. And, like, the, there's no there's no difference in the time. Like, it could be like Indiana Jones meets Star Wars and I'm okay with that, you know? And, and as for its relevance in the MCU, I think that with or without it, you still have a fairly, excuse me, a fairly cohesive storyline if you remove it. But I think it's more fun with it in there. I don't know. I like Dave Bautista. I think he does a fantastic job as, um, what's his name? Drugs. Drax and I, I I love the fact that he's so literal because I just think it's fantastic. He was probably the best part of the movie and and this green whore she is my friend <laughs> <laughs> best line of the movie hands down oh well you shut up already <laughs> I, I like Bradley Cooper as Rocket the Raccoon to some degree or another he's kind of obnoxious but stop Pippin. Um but he's he's meant to be. And I like I sort of like the whole concept. But you're right in terms of the fact that it's a little disjointed. Like you get the 
beginning where Peter Quill is sitting in the hospital waiting room listening to, I don't remember which 80s song he's listening to in the, in the hospital room, waiting room, waiting for his grandfather who comes and gets him and brings him into the room where his mother is literally dying. And he has clearly gotten into a fight in the schoolyard and we don't know why because I, I couldn't remember because I couldn't hear it when we turned it on. And she tells him not to fight and then she presses something into his hand and then she asks him to take her hand and he runs away. So you have that and then he gets abducted by aliens. That's what happens. So not only has this poor family lost their child, you know, the grandfather lost his daughter and the mom, you know, and the grandmother lost her daughter and, you know, everybody's mourning that. But now this kid disappears and nobody knows where he went and they don't bother to go back to, as they call it in the movie, Tara, to like, let you know how his family is doing. And then he's, you see 28 years later, him kicking around cave rats and looking for something that turns out to be incredibly valuable. And the story goes from there. And I guess you're right about the fact that there are little bits of narrative that are never quite explained. And some of it doesn't make a whole makes some sense I think it makes some sense but the procurer or whatever the heck is oh the collector the collector yes why throw him in there and why throw his little slave girl in there I have no idea what in the world their purpose was because he has one of the infinity stones already and wants another one so they're going to make another movie based off of that what five minute interaction well no, but he plays a more important role that hasn't happened yet. It's still like this is this is one of those things where this character appears because he's he's one of the characters that makes all the fanboys go nuts because it means they're getting closer to the big purple-faced guy getting some serious screen time and it's going to be mind-blowing. To me, this movie watching it before I knew about the MCU and after as well is like trying to watch the Avengers for the first time, which is what got us started on this whole entire thing in the first place where I was going, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. The whole time. Like, eh. You don't get attached to any of the characters. Not a single one. Not even Rocket? No. Oh my word, no. Again, overdone. I felt as if all, all every single one of his lines, in fact, every single one of most of the lines in this movie were were forced. Like, the writing was forced, the acting was forced. It was all forced. Really? There was nothing natural about it to me. Uh, it was no, all yeah. like, I'm trying too hard to be funny, or I'm trying too hard to be serious, or I'm trying too hard to, be, to make my audience go nuts like they're in a mental institution no offense to this poor girl because I really do feel bad for her I don't know I I don't necessarily agree I think Chris Pratt w- acted like himself in this movie you he know abso- what I mean? Yeah he absolutely did I think he's like quirky and odd like that and I think that that he acted like himself as some guy who just doesn't give a crap about life and just does whatever he wants which I think he lived that way for quite a while. In fact, I know he did because I read his bio while we were watching the movie. Because uh, I haven't seen it five times or whatever. Um, so 
I think that that's part of it. I think he acted at first like, you know, he didn't care and whatever. And then he, at that turning point with the character where he starts to care and goes out of his way to save, risk his own life and sacrifice his own life essentially for somebody else's, he realizes that he there's a bigger picture and it's not just all about the the currency that you know whatever it is what is it called what are they called units units and so he risks his life to save gamora and which is a terrible name fyi you know who would have said that those of you who know your bible stories well and yet one more female uh, one more actress who is absolutely gorgeous who they made look horrible yeah, she, she looks so bad in this movie. She does. She does. She's like weirdly. I mean, I don't care that you paint an actress green and give her weird red extensions, but then like they make parts of her face really shiny, which and is angular. Uh, yeah, which she is looks really like she needed to eat a couple burgers. <laughs> and she's always she's always very slender, skinny Hollywood style, but beautiful. And right. she looked horrible in this movie. I would agree with that. And maybe it is the green pallor. I don't know. But, you know. I mean, well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to figure, like, they were going to make her, like, you know, look look different because she played blue in another movie. Oh, was she an avatar? She was. Oh, yeah. That's all I Wait, she was an avatar? She was the main character. She was the main female character. I didn't even watch it, and I know that. Oh, I've You've seen never seen like Avatar? Nope, don't want to either. Holy God. Oh, we probably don't want to get into the reasons why I don't want to watch that. Because oh. it's Pocahontas all over again. That's no, why. No, that's not it. Because oh. it's so flipping political. It is. Um, I, I don't feel like having opinions shoved down my throat. And mm. and she also plays Ahura. And, and she know. rocks that role. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect for that role. And she's gorgeous. Oh, my word. You Phenomenally know. beautiful. And looks fantastic in that uniform. Um, but if they'd made her a little less green and a little less shiny, I think she would have looked just as gorgeous here. Like Quite they, possibly. You know. I don't think that was the intention, though. What? She's a warrior that was tortured into being a weapon. She's also supposed to be the hottie toddy she always is supposed to be, though. No. No, she's not. But then why else would Quill fall for her? Because he's Quill. He falls for anything with two legs and boobs. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't fall for them. He seduces them. There's a difference. All right, fine. He uses and loses. (laughs) Uses and loses. (laughs) Yeah. What is it? His pelvic gyrations? How does she put it? His pelvic sorcery. His pelvic sorcery. (laughs) That's right. she, She, at one point, he's working his quill magic, in air quotes, and she says she attacks him and tells him she will not fall for his pelvic gy- uh, pelvic sorcery, which, in my opinion, is the best line in the movie. But you know, um, anyway, sh- but green whore, green. got a trump. <laughs> <laughs> this green whore is my friend. I don't think he even gets to the is my friend part. He starts to say it and she yeah. cuts him off. Yeah. Um, but I think that sh- she he has deep feelings for her maybe despite the fact that she's not like traditionally attractive i don't know maybe that's what they were trying to convey they certainly didn't try and cover up her assets though no they didn't no they could have given her something else to wear 
if they really wanted to make her incredibly unattractive. But let's face it, the guys who go and watch the Marvel MCU, most of them, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them want to see the hottie toddy in the movie. You know, there has to be one. If you want to look at the woman in this movie that wasn't supposed to be hot, it was her sister. And oh, I thought you were going to say Glenn Close. Oh, well, yeah, that hairstyle was bad. Um, but Glenn Close is like 100. <laughs> She's never supposed to be the hottie toddy anymore. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. She's, she's, I mean, she's. I guess she's aged very well. But, uh, she's, yeah. And she had about five minutes of screen time and very strange hair. Um, no, it's her sister who's supposed to be not the, the true warrior, you know, and very strange and bizarre. And whatever happened to her anyway? Huh? Did she die? She peaced out. She left? Yeah. Oh, uh, she'll be back. Of course. She'll be back. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I think that there was an int- some maybe an intentional detraction of Zoe's, Zoe Saldana's looks, but certainly not enough to not make her, you know, the fanboys um, uh, objet de désir. Like, shall we say? I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> of course. <laughs> Not I'm, trying, the term. I'm trying not, not to giggle like a 13-year-old girl right that, now. That's not the term that popped into my head. It's not the term that popped into my head either. But mm, we try and be as kind as possible <laughs> in oh some occasions. Every mm. once in a while, we strive for maturity. And we also try to ma- not make Rich feel uncomfortable. <laughs> now, well, Which I, doesn't always work. That's, that's fine. <laughs> but I guess, like, you know... In in this in this, you know, in this sense, I guess I'll, I'll uh, throw in my two cents, and because I don't know, let me. Ju- I guess we'll just start out. Well, or, first of all, Rich, I have to ask you: Do you hate me? No, because <laughs> I feel as if you might. <laughs> no, but al- allow me to retort: four point seven five. Dang! Oh my. Okay. Anyway, continue. Here's why. I have been a lifelong fan of sci-fi fantasy adventure. I grew up literally watching a movie that is, I don't know, in my calculation, possibly four or five episodes away, where I will probably go on a half-hour you know, me- trip down memory lane about how powerful and affecting and moving that movie was for me. And, you know, when we get there, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you all the more details. So, like, there's my little nugget for people to follow my, my, like, life story here. But since that movie came out, I've been literally looking for another movie that even maybe think possibly that this could be not necessarily a, a replacement because there just never will be one for, for that particular film. There just won't be ever. Um, but something that'll get so close for me that, you know, it'll, it'll actually, you know, evoke those emotions and walking into the theater to see guardians of the galaxy. That was ex- 
it was exactly 100% opposite of what I was expecting to see when I went in there. Because I saw the same trailers you did. And I had some similar reactions. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. You know, it's going to be one of those one-off, like, who cares? You know, not really going to be affecting the MCU too much. I mean, it's an experiment. You know, like, all right, fine. Well, you know, Marvel's got that Marvel money. Let, let them spend it and see if they can, they, they can get some success. And I sat down in that theater, and I basically was, was introduced to this generation's, you know, A New Hope. You know, like, that's, that's how, like, profound of an effect that that first viewing was for me when I saw it in the theater. And it blew me away. I'm like, what just happened? You know, like, in, in my opinion, the, the comedy was written to this generation. That movie wasn't for us. It wasn't for the, you know, it wasn't for the, the, you know, even, you know, like people five, five or even eight years outside of my generation. It wasn't for them. It was for the, the kids that are growing up that are, that are looking for a, um, you know, that are looking for a movie that they can, you know, that, that can be that movie for them, that they can go ahead and, and remember, you know, like, oh, man, I, I can't, you know, like, I remember when I went and saw Guardians that first time. It was great. And then I, you know, I sat down and I watched it like 18 million times when I was a kid. It was, it was like, you know, it was, it was super cool, you know, and all those characters are crazy. And, you know, look at that big dumb tree character. I love that guy, you know, and the, the crazy rocket guy. Like, you know, I had, my, I had that action figure and I, like, played with it so much that I broke off his arm. You know, like, that's what this movie is. And to finally, like, get to a point where you can actually see that on screen again, it, it gives me a sense of hope for cinema. Because, you know, thank God that there's a movie in the MCU that the little kids can go see, and it's not, like, you know, super crazy. It's kind of like watching, like, this... The Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of like watching, you know, the embodiment of, like old school like film principles you know they they went back and pulled all that cheesy stuff from the 80s yeah and made all those cool references so it's good for the parents you know that that would go and and take their kids to go see this movie um but i don't and you didn't ever have that feeling like wow that really went too far i probably wouldn't like a you know a kid to you know a kid to really see some of that stuff um because there there just wasn't really that you know, that, that crazy element, you know, except for maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe Michael Rooker's character, um, you know, did some pretty gnarly stuff and, you know, there was some pretty care. There was some pretty crazy scenes, you know, like where, um, Ronan, you know, just like simply like executes the dude by like smashing his skull into the, some like crazy thing. You know, like, but so you don't actually see that. You, you don't you, actually see it. It alludes to it, but you don't actually see it. Right. And but that's something that would have happened in like a like an early 80s, you know, like sci-fi or fantasy movie. And it was shot with that frame of mind. You know, it was it was actually carefully crafted to feel like a movie that came out of that age. And 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 for that, you know, I I I applauded them because they nailed it. You know, like this movie could have come out in 1987 or 1988, and I'm sure it would have had the same exact impact back then as it would have today. You know, like for 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 the the appropriate age group that they were going for, um, and 
and that's what excited me about it because you know now you can have these kids that might not have cared about Iron Man or um, or you know the 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 adult nature of Captain America the Winter Soldier or even the slightly boring nature of Captain America the First Avenger um, you know but just like to see like oh yeah it was cool because I went and saw the movie where all the stuff blew up and that guy in the metal suit he was pretty funny you know he said some things that. You know, like some of it were funny, but some of it went way over my head because I have no idea what he's talking about. Because that snark, that snark that's written for Tony Stark is adult in nature. I mean, you know, little kids don't get that stuff. You know, but here comes this movie that's like, you know, like just pure, like pulp, and and kids can get that. Kids can get those references, and, and you know, and and, and it's it's kind of cool. And I think it's still very tightly written, where you know the the adults. You know the adults could have fun too, just watching it because you can let go. You know when you watch when you watch this movie, you don't have to, you know, like be like super paying attention to everything. And it was like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss something, and then I have to like have this like deep philosophical or political discussion after I watch the movie about how I felt about it, which is cool. Because don't get me wrong, I love all that stuff. You know, I cannot wait, cannot wait for Civil War. Cannot wait. It's gonna be great. You know. Um, just the same as I, I, I'm awaiting all the political slash philosophical discussions that, w- that are going to happen after we watch, like, you know, Batman versus Superman, you know, because that stuff's going to be crazy, too. But this is one of those things. It's like the outlayer that says, hey, guys, just sit down, relax, have fun. We're going to throw a whole bunch of cheesy stuff at you that's going to make you chuckle. Some of it's going to just make you want to laugh out loud. And, you know, maybe just maybe every once in a while we'll start tugging on some emotional heartstrings here or there but don't don't worry because everyone's everyone's gonna be okay in the end because you know that's that's how this movie goes and you know i mean it was awesome you know for me it was just like you know like an injection of hey remember how you felt that as a kid here it is again yeah so you loved this movie because it made you like feel like you were a kid again yep that's why you love this movie exactly and you didn't like this movie because you thought it it sort of belittled your intelligence to some degree or another. No, 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 I, I can't say that's what it was. I was just bored. And I, I hate, especially after Rich said all that, I'm kind of scared to, I'm kind of scared to, to offer any rebuttal or anything because again, I don't want Rich to hate me. No, no, go ahead. You know, it, it's, this is, you know, this is why we do this stuff. So, now I think I'm thinking I'm going to temper my my opinions a little bit. No, like what's up? What's up? I just I don't get it. I don't but get it at you all. You were never an eight year old boy. I was never an eight year old boy. No, but I grew up with with cheesy stuff. I still love them. Okay, so my mom was a Trekkie. She was such a Trekkie that she had Spock ears. And really, honestly, when she was I don't know eighteen or whatever, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, however old she was. She honestly thought that the Starship Enterprise was going to come pick her up. I'm not kidding. Fortunately, she's outgrown that. Um, But she still swears to this day that my father looks like Leonard Nimoy. Um, And she was, (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) Which he doesn't. Nope. Um, But I mean, I was. Trust us on this. (laughs) I was was honestly really concerned to tell her that, that Spock had died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I knew was, she was going to take I that hard. I shed a tear. Yeah. I shed a tear for Leonard Nimoy. I mean, I yeah. was I was definitely sad and everything. He was also but mom very old. 
<laughs> he was. He definitely he was. He was like 86 or something. Yes. So this is to give you a little bit of background about my upbringing. Because I grew up on the original Star Trek. And I love that cheese. I really do. Um, and, and like I said in, and I believe the last podcast, you know, I grew up on the old Supermans. And mm-hmm. absolutely yep. loved those. And I am... I frequent the fantasy sci-fi set. I also grew up reading all these Star Trek novels and everything. Um, loved Star Wars. Well, loved certain aspects of Star Wars. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy fantasy. I have, I don't know, three shelves dedicated to my fantasy novels, all yeah. told. So it's not that I don't appreciate this genre or cheese in general. I just didn't appreciate this movie. There was nothing compelling about it for me. No, no that's cool. Um, I mean, so when you said, like, all right, so there was nothing compelling for you there. Um, I didn't hate it. No, no, no. But um, it's important to know certain aspects, though, going forward. Um, so that way this movie doesn't accidentally tarnish the rest of your Marvel Cinematic Universe experience. Uh-oh. Uh, now because, I'm really scared. Because as far as weight goes of the storyline, um, this is, you know, like, some of the aspects of the story, some of the aspects of the characters, and some of the things that, you know, we're all alluded to in this intro to this ragtag bunch of crazy people. Um, most of that stuff is going to get referenced directly by the time we arrive at Avengers 3. Um, because in the two parts of that movie, like because the movie is going to get split, kind of like uh, the... Was it the... Um, you know, the Mockingjay part one and part two, uh-huh. and you know, the Twilight before it, and Harry Potter before it. Um, Avengers is going to be two movies. Avengers 3 is going to be two movies. Okay, got um, it. And, uh, <laughs> did you say boo? Yeah. She did. Uh, so, um, and then uh, you're going to get also, you might get Guardians 2 before that as well, which is an even bigger expanse um, of the storyline where more pieces are probably going to fit. Um, because at some point, someone's going to have to go back to Novacore base and do some serious damage or go in there and sneaky sneak something. That orb, that, that stone, which is the power stone, by the way, um, the it's got to, that's got to leave. That's got to get gone. Well, no. Um, and I, I figured that the storyline, the, the smaller storylines inside the larger storyline that I find very disconnected I figured that, you know, it's all been referenced or exp- or flat out explained in the comic books that came before and that it will be it, it, that it was meant to build upon or set the way up for information that's to come or already has come and everything. Yep. I get that, but I just still couldn't appreciate it. And just for the record, in my defense, Marianne, who is your stereotypical uh, nerd, and I and I don't mean that in a derogatory sense sure, in sure. any way, shape, or form. But I mean she she was into all of it growing up, uh-huh. um, and so when she saw the preview, she's like, "Oh my word, no way!" She she knew all the details about the movie because she had sure. read all the comic books, yep. 
And she didn't think the movie was all that either. Yeah. And believe me, she would have told me if she had had a different impression. Oh, sure. So I, I feel a little like this is a, a Frank Stockton story, The Lady or the Tiger. Like, I have to choose the lesser of two evils. Danae, if yeah. you like it, go I, for it. Know, but it confuses I'm, me, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. I, I've seen it. This is my fifth time seeing it. I saw it twice in the theaters. I saw it once with my brother. Uh, no, fourth. Sorry, fourth. I like it. I, I didn't like it maybe as much as I didn't I didn't think the plot line was as strong as something like Iron Man 3. But I liked it better than Captain America Winter Soldier. And I think I give that a 3.5. 3.5, I think. 3.5. Yeah. I would give this movie solid 4, maybe even a 4.25. Um, I think it's a 4, though. I, I think it's funny. I think that even after you watch it again, it's still funny. I, I found it to be funny. I think that I, I like Dave Bautista as Drax. I think that... Uh, this green whore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to say that as much Rocket, as possible. I think Rocket, Rocket is symp- a sympathetic, sort of m- diminutive, Tony Stark, kind of bitter, sarcastic figure. Um, I even like Groot. I think he's kind of funny. And um, and I especially like Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Um, and I think that he's kind of fantastic uh, the only one i i can't connect with is um gamora she's the one i have the hardest time with and and as we've been discussing at length this weekend i'm fairly intimidating and and, <laughs> and she, she is, is i mean she's a powerhouse but I, I there's no softness to her there's nothing to connect to i i have a hard time with that like she she's she's trying to settle accounts. She's trying to do things to set, set things right. But I just don't, I don't find her easy to connect with. Like as a strong female lead, I find, and maybe it's because I'm further in on her backstory. I find black widow easier to connect with than Gamora. Um, so that's my, one of my largest criticisms of the movie and the, and the, the characters in the movie. I, I actually think probably just about every character in this movie was easier to connect with. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing is that I disagree with that assessment of her, but I can't tell you why I disagree with mm-hmm. that. Oh, and for the record, you were right. The guy who plays Ronan is in Halt and Catch Fire. Does he? Uh, he plays? He's, yeah, it's Lee Bright. Lee, Lee Pace. And he plays... He actually plays... Um, the main character in Joseph McMillan in um, Halt and Catch Fire, but he was also one of the dwarves in The Hobbit as well. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. So, yeah. So he's, he's been, uh, he's been bopping around a little bit, but he does, I think he does a fantastic job. I think as a villain, he's rather intimidating and quite terrifying to some degree okay i i just have to ask a question because i'm gonna forget it otherwise mm-hmm. why were there just random pink people on the planet that was confusing well there were a bunch of like there were yellow people there were pink people there were like all sorts yeah. of colored people on but on mostly random pink people nova was it nova nova i yeah. i didn't get that i really didn't get that i don't know well that that whole planet was a planet that was like earth but wasn't earth um that planet was basically 
like at a like an amalgamation of sorts. Many different alien races lived on that planet. Um, yeah, there was predominantly, you know, it's mostly you pasty know, white people though. Yeah, pasty white people that that looked human, like you know, regular humans. But but there were there were a lot of of uh, races that lived there. Um, so it's it's kind of like saying like you know minority aliens and you know humanoid race people were living in harmony um together on that planet like because that planet like i said although it was meant to look for uh, like to us like a earth planet it wasn't though like it's you know like it, it's not earth it's somewhere else and the whole story was introducing you to places that weren't earth um, because the only time you ever see it is in the beginning, where Peter Quill gets taken away. Hmm. Interesting. Is it sort of like a refugee planet? Is that sort of what it is? Is that why it's an abomination? Mm. Was what to me? You mean to Ronin? Yeah. Uh, Ronin thinks it's an abomination because the Nova Corps is the like that planet is the is the station the main station of the Nova Corps, mm-hmm. um, who are to not be more cliche about throwing around the name of the movie, they are kind of, they were the guardians of the galaxy they 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 were the the star fleet okay. of, of the Marvel the Marvel comic universe you know like when something went down um, that wasn't on Earth that was elsewhere. Um, the Nova Corps usually showed up first to go and check it out and, you know, suss it out and, you know, kind of Star Trek it up and, you know, try to use diplomacy first and force when necessary and then kind of, you know, did all that kind of stuff. Well, and um, I do have to say, their little single pod starships were kind of awesome. They How they like connected? Fish. Yeah. That were, was kind of cool. They, they were, they were kind of cool. Yeah. And, and, and they were forced to be reckoned with. But Ronan's problem with them <coughs> wasn't shown on screen, but... Um, the Cree don't don't like playing well with others, and when the Cree decide that they want to do something else, like go to another planet and take something that doesn't belong to them, or which is a crime, know, right? Which is a crime, <laughs> or um, you know, someone looks at them the wrong way, and you know, maybe they want to rip out their throat, or spine, yeah, you know, or spine, <laughs> you know, because that's murder, which is also like pretty heavy. It's like the worst crime. <laughs> One um, of the worst crimes, yeah. John C. Riley said, exactly. not the worst crime. Yes. One of the worst yes. crimes. So, so exactly, um, <clears throat> you know, they went up. They went up there, and the Nova Corps went over there and knocked them around and made sure the Kree went back to their place and said, "Yo, guys, get out of here." Um, so Ronan has a grudge. But he also mentioned the fact that they they killed his father and his grandfather. Right in a war, yeah. So it wasn't you know necessarily explained, but. You know, the, the, the Kree are, are, are like a warring race, and they had clashes with the Nova Corps before, you know, some of those clashes resulted in Kree dying, and, well, Ronan's family has a history of losing against the Nova Corps. And he was going to make sure that, you know, his his family was avenged. Okay, well, that's fair enough. You know, his motivations aside, I mean, I, you know, I, I wasn't really that fond of Ronan, you know, he was formidable. The performance was good. You know, that was that was cool. But, I mean, going in there, unfortunately, I knew he was just a pawn. You know, because even if he succeeded, 
you know, or because I never, I didn't know the actual end game or how they were running the story of Guardians of the Galaxy. So even if he went in and succeeded in killing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people on that planet, he was just going to get squashed anyway. Because as soon as he he turned around, if the if the plot line of the story ended up Ronan giving the stone to Thanos, Thanos would have executed him. You know, because that's what he does. That's what Thanos does. Thanos doesn't give a shit. Well, and I definitely got that impression without you know, knowing any of the backstory. Yeah, I mean, like he, he just he wouldn't think twice. He would just be like, "Oh, cool, thanks, thanks, you know, thanks, kid. Uh, I'm done with you." You know, and he would have been gone. You know, over. So, um, <clears throat> it is kind of interesting, though, how long they can keep up this game of having all these crazy stories go along, and all this like you know that all these this stuff weaving together to culminate in a moment where, you know, this this big bad in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to get their big, you know, their big moment to shine, you know, but it's, like, literally, like, when do we get to see some Thanos action? Like, when is it happening? When is it happening? When is it happening? And it's still, like, we still don't know, you know? I've seen, you know, Age of Ultron, and I know that there's probably little to, to know Thanos in Ant-Man, you know, so, so like you know, you know, minor spoiler alert. You know, there's, there's still no answers. You know, and it and it's crazy. It's crazy to, to, to know that, you know, something that was that that was referenced, in literally the first movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to take, I don't know what, six more movies before we finally get answers, like and finally get the 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 apex of that story. It's crazy. It's crazy. But um, but yeah. So um, <clears throat> so that stuff aside, I guess you know um, you know we we can we can go into um, you know the greater effects of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, like whether or not Guardians has a place. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a stern, one hundred percent, absolutely. Like you you can't like you can't not have this story. Um, maybe maybe throwing some of the, the references in, but um, there's too much stuff going on in the cosmic universe um, that that couldn't be addressed in a mainline Earth uh, Marvel character story. You need people like the Guardians of the Galaxy. You need a movie like that to go explain all the crazy cosmic stuff that's going on because if you try to jam it in the next Iron Man or the next Captain America or a Hulk, Maybe, maybe, maybe the Hulk. Um, you know, it, it would do a, it would do a disservice to that whole line, you know, that whole expansive universe, um, because you're trying to shoehorn it in while trying to keep people's attention on, you know, the, the, the one person you know. Because a lot of people didn't know that the Guardians of the Galaxy even existed before the movie came out, um, other than the fact that, you know, I, I remember buying a 25-cent comic book one day in a comic book bin, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. It's kind of like, you know, fake Star Wars. I'll, I'll read it. Um, you know, and it's, and it's you know, it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, so, you know, what, what do you guys think? Like, you know, does it need to exist? Or, you know, like what stuff, what pieces of the puzzle need to be explained for you um, moving forward? Danae, this is all you since you seem so very captivated at the moment by this discussion. It's not. She's playing on her phone. Sometimes. <laughs> I hate not getting away with anything with you. Um, 
I, well, I think. If I have to pay attention, so do you. I was paying attention. <laughs> uh-huh. You weren't paying full attention. Goodness. <laughs> um, what pieces of the MCU need to be explained to, in order for us to move forward was the question, which I heard. <laughs> Thank you very much. She had a very intimidating stare right there. I did. I'm so badass. I <laughs> feel put in my place. Um, nice. And so I, you know, it's. I guess the the question is, how does Xanos, well, Jeanette hasn't seen Avengers 2. two. Yeah. Um, but how does Xanos get Thanos. all, Thanos, uh, how does Thanos get all the stones? That's the question. Right. That, that, that's the question for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but uh, like as far as, you know, in, in Guardians, like, is there anything that's like, you know, like thrown around there introduced anything else that you might need explained or um well peter quill's father but i don't know that we get any more information about that at the moment you know what i mean i'm sure that's going to be saved for another plot line in another guardians movie yeah i'm I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna address that maybe even like is going to be as a main plot point of all of Guardians 2. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Um, because current rumors have his father as being like a pretty serious piece of all that story. So, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that answer is coming. Um, but there's like all sorts of wild speculation on the internet right now about that. <clears throat> what is, what is the speculation? Well, there's a, there's some speculation that, um, that he's the, he's, the father from the comic books. Um, but if it's that character, then he doesn't necessarily fit in the struggle that is Thanos and the upcoming infinity war. Um, so there's other suggestions that, that say that they're going to rewrite that story and give him another character that is directly involved in the uh, infinity war. Okay. Um, but they don't know exactly who it might be. Um, but the, uh, the original character from, I have to look it up, but the original character name, um, for Starlord's father, um, you know, obviously he is not of earth. Um, they, they go over that in the, uh, in the movie. Um, but is he not of earth? Like, um, Thor is not of Earth. Is Anthony Hopkins his baby daddy? Um, no, no. Uh, it's a different, like even a different race or a different people. Um, the so there's a character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe called um, J uh, apostrophe Sun, or or Jason of Spartax. Um, he's the, the emperor of the Spartoi empire. Um, so he's like this badass from like another planet that, that person is in the comic world, the father of, of Peter Quill. Okay. Um, he also, um, he also has like, um, Um, 
like some he he also has some uh some like powers that uh, allow him to um absorb energy okay um which is the reason why Peter Quill could ho- could have held the power the power stone as long as he had um so but he couldn't hold it like you know he couldn't wield it like his father would be able to wield it because his father would be able to just pick it up and use it got it um where he needed you know like a buffer which is the reason why all four of those uh of his of his friends needed to kind of like right absorb the energy with him i get that so um yeah that's 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 pretty much that's pretty much that but um the the other the other characters that that could be um let me see here if i can find some more more info on uh um on stuff like that um you know some people some people think um i think incorrectly um but some people think uh that they they might peg uh yondu as the father no but, but i don't think that's true because they he says at the end of Guardians, yeah, one of the guys says, yeah, it's a really good thing when he delivered into his father. And Yondu says, yeah. yeah, that guy's a real jackass or whatever. Right, right. You know, there's no way. That, like, he wouldn't call himself a jackass, especially not Yondu. Somebody else maybe, but not Yondu. Right. And then there's another character um, who partially appears already in, in one of the movies. Um, called Adam Warlock, um, and uh, he he had he's a character that is actually um, gifted one of the Infinity Stones. So he has the, what's called the Soul Gem, um, and eventually that character in the comics becomes a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But in the comics, that's not his dad. Um, but they might use that in to to write him in as Peter Quill's father. Okay. Just so, because it was like, oh, hey, it's rather convenient you have this other MacGuffin that we need to throw into this other movie, so you can be both people. But there are six six Infinity Stones, right? Yep. The Power Stone, the Mind Stone. Yep. The Soul Stone, you said? Soul Stone. The... Uh, let me go through the... Let me go through the Infinity Stones again. Um, infinity. There's no such thing as a sock stone, Pippin. <laughs> nope, no, nope, there is definitely not. He's staring at the sock and saying, "That's an infinity stone." Um, and I guess this is my issue with the infinity stones throughout the movies, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they are building up to something big. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying otherwise. Mm-hmm. But they have thrown these up until this movie. Which is number nine? Yep. yep. Yeah. Up until this movie, these Infinity Stones have played such a very negligible part, or at least negligible in their their airtime mm-hmm. that they got. That Which, I feel as if it's it's not compelling. It I don't really care about them. 
It changes in the age of Ultron. And again, I'm quite sure that is true. I'm 1,000% sure that's true, but I feel as if they should have made a bigger deal about that. I think that that is a failing on the writer's part. Right. Who, again, I think are overall brilliant. And yeah. why do we care about keeping the Power Stone away from Ronan if um, it's been. not a big deal? Like, you know, you get the first sense. Which movie? Which movie are the Infinity Stones first introduced? Um, the first time you see an Infinity Stone is in Captain America. Oh, and it's the cube, right? Yeah, the Space Stone, which is also known as the Tesseract. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, you see it. You see it with Hydra. Um, and then after you see it with Hydra, and they do all the crazy stuff with it. Um. That's the space stone is the the reason why Hydra gets so powerful so quickly because they use the energy that's they're they're gleaning out of the sp- the space stone to develop all their technology. That's right. I forgot about that. So you know, so you you see its power in in used in different ways, um, and then you see them battling over it in Thor um, because they you know it's it goes to um, it goes okay. to Asgard next. But um, the space stone does. The space stone, yeah. The tesseract, but then yep. some Loki ends up with the power stone, and it ends up in a scepter. Well, well, he ends up with the mind stone. The mind stone, and sorry. the mind stone is in his scepter. Always um, has been. Always has been, and he Loki uses the mind stone to great effect in the Avengers by taking over um, a superhero, and that you know, and Eric, uh, Eric. Uh, Oh, what the heck Selvig. is Selvig. Um, just like completely wholesale. I control your mind now. I control your mind now. You're mine. They basically do their thing until the end of the movie where they finally break free from the power. Um, and I, I recognize that. Again, I'm not saying that it didn't play a big part, but it wasn't highlighted in any big way. Okay. Well, I mean, but without without those two, pa- the, without those two characters having... Um, um, without those two characters uh, having been been controlled, most of the events of the Avengers wouldn't have happened. Oh no, no! Again, I'm not okay. I'm not phrasing my thoughts very well. Apparently, um, no. I'm not saying that they're they're not important in the plot line. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that they're not they're not explained as being important in the plot line very well. Okay. In the larger plot line. Like, okay, so Loki, Loki steals the scenes. It it's not you know that he has some source of power. But it's not like it's ever blatantly stated. Right. It's more subtle Intentionally subtle, too. Like, the writers were playing mind games a little bit where they wanted to make this humongous big reveal, you know, ten movies in. Mm -hmm. And I I feel as if that was not necessarily the right choice to make. Mm. Okay. You know, I don't know if I actually... I don't know if I agree with you because every time they introduce one of those things, normally either by direct result of an effect of one of those things, lots of people either die or completely alter their their state. Like, they become completely different people 
or they exude some kind of some kind of power that is you know so beyond what they what they are capable of that it's like okay that'd be pretty messed up if somebody if somebody really powerful um got to control one of those they'd probably do some serious damage and then you start to think you know 10 movies in by the time you see the power stone and its effects like just that one stone you know if if ronin was able to successfully wield it he could have literally destroyed the entire planet in one move which is crazy um so you know like that's like an extremely power powerful thing and then you start you start really thinking about it like okay cool so you've got the tesseract you've got the mind stone you've got the reality stone from thor the dark world the thing that takes over people because it needs a host to live and then they become like some crazy you know thing um that people you know literally wanted to like you know use to destroy the entire universe um, so if that thing can like you know go through and rip apart the space-time continuum, that's pretty crazy too. And it's just again one of those things. Um, <clears throat> and then then you finally like you know you get to Guardians of the Galaxy with the Power Stone. So then you start thinking, okay, that's four of them. We've seen four, and we've seen examples of what they do. Some some major, some small. So wait, are you telling me that in three or four or five or however many movies it takes to get to infinity war, you're going to wind up finding out that the, you know, the, the big bad of the Marvel cinematic universe is not going to get just one, but all six in his possession and then do what with them? Like that's where you're going to see like some crazy shit go down because eventually, you know, because it's the point of the entire, you know, the entire series Mm -hmm. that's going to have to happen. You know, Thanos is going to have to get all six of those stones in his possession, and he's going to have to do some crazy stuff um, to uh, to the cinematic universe as a whole. And, you know, it may result in, like, some of the most catastrophic things, you know, you've, we've seen yet in the universe. Uh, but, so the question still is, how did he get the five? And, and how is he going to get the six, especially if well, yeah, anyway. Well, right now he has none. No, that's not true. Thanos doesn't have a single Infinity Stone at this point. Fact. The at the end of this movie, yeah. At the end of this movie. No. What about the cutscene at the end of Avengers 2? Zero. But there's a glove. He gets the gauntlet. Oh, I thought there were yeah. stones in the yeah. gauntlet. No, there are no stones in the gauntlet. And the thing that he says implies that he is tired of waiting he puts on the gauntlet and says fine I'll do it myself I thought he said five I thought for some reason I thought he said I've seen the movie twice I thought mm-hmm. he said that he had five nope okay yeah so he has zero infinity stones he used he used all of this little like cronies and waiting and patience and all that other stuff and he, you know, at the at the events that happen and in the age, in Age of Ultron, which is a, you know we're gonna run, you know, right into it for next time, um, he just gets tired of waiting, and goes fine. So Avengers three is gonna be the Battle of Thanos or whatever. Yes. Yeah. The Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. And he's gonna somehow get his hands on all six. 
all six? We're sure he's getting his hands on all six. I'm almost positive that he will have a full gauntlet with all six stones in it. How is that? grinning face. And then crazy, crazy, crazy stuff is going to happen. And then you're going to go, there is no way that they can possibly survive against any of this. And then something even crazier happens. And then it'll be like, what the F? Do you know what the thing that's crazier happens? No. Because they're starting to divert way, way, way away from everything. But wait. But there's an Avenger now that's in possession of one of the Infinity Stones. Yes. But again, we haven't, you know. You haven't met him. We're, we're, we're jumping way, way ahead. Yeah. And like massive. Not way, way ahead. Well, yeah. It's, we're only, one movie we're one ahead. One movie ahead. But, you know. Poor Jeanette's going to have half of the movie spoiled for her if we keep uh, going. I already had half the movie spoiled for me. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew I was going to watch it. I knew I wanted to watch it, so I read all the reviews. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to get nuts. And then, like, I can't, I can't wait for, you know, the, the after effects. It's going to be cool. So who have, so the collector has one Infinity Stone. Yep. Um... Which call it has one infinity stone. Um, the planet that we were just on in Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, Xandar. Xandar has one infinity stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki's scepter has one infinity stone. Correct. Which is now on still on Earth. Still on Earth. As of this as of this as of this moment, right. it's on Earth in the Hydra base. Uh, where we are in the MCU. Yep. Um. The Tesseract is where? Uh, on Asgard. On Asgard. Okay, so that's four. Mm-hmm. So we have two that are... Two need to be introduced. Unaccounted yeah. for. Yep. for. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what two are they? Um, we, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Um, How fast all right, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Cool, cool misinformation. What is there? Are there actual words to that? No, I just oh. made them up. <laughs> you did a good job. I was uh, like, huh? Although you did a good job, or I'm tired, but I'm gonna go with you did a good job. I'm pretty sure the audience is thinking Jeanette's crazy <laughs> <laughs> or tired. Well, or both. well, better them think that I'm crazy than hate me. So. <laughs> Um, Haters mm. don't hate. Mm. Were you gonna any emails for this one? It's gonna be hate mail, and it's all gonna be directed at off. me. Oh shake no! Shake it off, shake it off, <laughs> cause the player's gonna play, 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 play. and, and the, the haters, haters gonna, gonna hate, 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 hate. Oh my hate. goodness gracious! <laughs> Rich might edit this part. Out. <laughs> I'm telling um, you, American duos. <laughs> um. What the F? Let's see how fast I can Google something. I just feel as if we need to fill up this this searching time yeah. with something, otherwise well, people I'm are really to, gonna get I'm bored. The Wikipedia article, and it's like, no, we're not gonna give we're not gonna give you the other two. Not allowed <laughs> because they haven't been introduced by the MCU yet. I don't know. I would imagine that Wikipedia. Oh, time and soul. Ah, time and soul. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There's a time gem and a soul gem. We have um, our answers for five hundred dollars. We don't know. No, time ran out. He gets no <laughs> money. 
we don't know who has them or where they are. Right. Maybe Quill's father has one. <gasps> Quill's father should have the soul gem. Soul gem. Well, if they're going to go with that other character, he should have the soul gem. So Quill's father has one. And then we have the time gem. The time left. gem. Yep. Who has the time gem? I don't know. I mean, let's see. Like Captain America Civil War. We could be introduced to the time gem. Uh, we could be introduced in there. Um, Is there going to be Iron I Man I think Ford? Tony Stark somehow has it. Mm. There we go. Locking in my vote. He's dangerous with Infinity Stones. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it's yeah. not a he's good match. He's dangerous yeah. with just about anything. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty dangerous with that <laughs> stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean... Don't do not Mark Ruffalo anyone? Mm. <laughs> he might go find it. Yeah. He might go find the time gem. <laughs> but... Um, Shake it off. But Shaker. I don't think, I think there is, well, let's see, what's what's coming up in, in phase three? Does Jeremy Remmer ever get his own movie? No. I can't even remember his character's name right now. Hawkeye. That's right, Hawkeye. $1,000. <laughs> so poor Hawkeye and Black Widow are just fillers. So Avengers 3 sort of acts as the Hawkeye and Black Widow movie to a large degree. Um, they get they get some more significant screen time, and there are some parallels between them and the enhanced to some degree or another. All right, so so there's Civil War, right? We um, Doctor Strange. When does that come out? Um, November of 2016. What about Civil War? It's May. It's the May movie. Okay. And then you get three movies in 2017. Dang. So Guardians 2 kicks oh. it off in May. You get Thor Ragnarok in July. Danae's oh. really looking forward yeah. to that one, folks. You should yeah. see my face. Black, pa- Black Panther is in November of 2017. And then you go July of 2018, Captain Marvel, November of that year, Inhumans. And then... Slash X-Men. Uh, slash X-Men, yeah. Uh, but in May, right before the Captain Marvel movie, you get part one of uh, the Infinity War. And then May, the following year, is the second part of Infinity War to close it out. So phase three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine movies in, uh, in phase three. So I'm thinking Doctor Strange, you're going to see a reference to one of the stones there. Um, and then Captain Marvel is going to be the other one. Alrighty then. That's my that's my call. Um, because they already did one in Guardians, and they did one in Thor, and they did one in Captain America. Um, you know, and they might they might make make references, or um, Black Panther might be uh, in part of that plot. Might be how one of the other stones actually might get to Thanos. Um, because Captain Marvel happens in between the start of um, the start of the Infinity War and the end, so it happens in between the two. <clears throat> so in the first half of the movie, you could be collecting everything, but the last one, and then an event can happen in Captain Marvel for him to get the sixth, to then start the second half of the movie off with a bang. Who so. plays Black Panther? Panther, have they cast him yet? Mm, don't know. Um, 
I don't know. Chadwick Boseman. Never heard of him. He has played in uh, One Tree Hill. Nope. <laughs> he played Jackie Robinson in the movie Forty Two. James Brown in the movie Get It, Get It On, or Get It Up, or Get On Up. Yeah, Get On Up. Uh, he's been in Lincoln Heights, Person Unknown, and The Express. So there's that. So pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's that's another intriguing one that I, I think is going to be kind of cool to see. I think that's unfortunate that he's named after a, a uh, what should we call it? What? An anti-government protest party. Kind of thing. Wait, huh? What's his name? Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Was that intentional? Uh, it might have been when the comics came out. He's an older character. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of that association in that case. Yeah. I've always had a hard time with that. Um, he first appeared in Fantastic Four in July of 66. Uh, and is the first black superhero in American comics. So right around when the Black Panther movement was happening. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't think they they tie him to that movement at all. But, you know. It's also a little bit of a racist name. Like, no one else has their skin color in their in their title. It's true. It's, he's not white Captain America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess so. Or, or white... Iron Man. No, it's kind of like, look, we have a black superhero. <laughs> We're really not racist. And and we could have renamed him in the 40 plus years that he's been around. Uh, that maybe. one, I don't know. But, but Just here, a panther? Here, here's, here's, uh, this. Maybe. Here's, here's this. So the Black Panther is the ceremonial title given to the chief of the Panther tribe of the advanced African nation of Wakanda. Is um, that fact or made up MCU stuff? It's the the storyline of this character. I'm pretty sure it's made up. So in Africa, where most of them have darker skin, they have to clarify <laughs> that one of their own has darker skin. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just made up. <laughs> well, it's not that, hey, guy, you're black, so you're the Black Panther. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he's he's got a, you know, he, he like, wears an outfit. And the, yeah. outfit's, the outfit's black. Is he really from Africa? Like the origin story of the characters from Africa? Well, the origin story of the the title given to a Black Panther. It's kind of like Green Lantern. There's like eight million of them. Um, but the one they tell. But Green Lantern isn't actually green. I mean, he well, wears he green. wears a green suit. Yeah, but, but that's DC. So yeah. so he's Green Lantern. But uh, right, no, yeah, that's his what I'm skin color. About. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, that's there is a Green Lantern that is green, but. Oh, for Mo- real? Most yeah. of them are not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stand corrected. Yeah, they're, whoever has the ring can wear the suit and wield the light. And there is one that's an alien. But anyway, who has green skin? Okay. Not just an alien like okay. Superman. Fair enough. 
Um, but at the same time, I have tend to agree with you. There's no reason for us to not just call him Panther. Yeah. Um, and I always associate Black Panther with the radical racist movement. Yeah. They are racist, just like the KKK. I'm not arguing. No. Just wasn't going to say it on air. Uh, I, I totally will. I'm against racism in any form, okay? <laughs> so I'll call him that. I don't care. Fair enough. I, um, so anyway, I find that I, I'm actually surprised that they, they've done so much to alter um, MCU history. Why they wouldn't have renamed Black Panthers Beyond Me, actually. I mean, At least renamed him. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Hollywood in general is any less racist or sexist than it was, I don't know, fifty years ago. So there's that. They're still out to prove that they're not racist and sexist. <laughs> they totally are though. Again, I'm not arguing. I'm just um, <laughs> maybe trying to back out of this. <laughs> I was like, understand I'm, if I if I am if I am being too forceful about my opinions, I'll back off. I just yeah, I'd rather eat tremor than talk about this on air. <laughs> fair enough. Oh. Fair enough. So anyway, back on track. Yeah, I mean, I guess getting back towards uh, you know, stuff that's. You know, stuff that's still happening in the now of the MCU. So what about you, uh, Jeanette? Like, any, anything out of Guardians that you you feel needs to be better explained before taking in anything more? I, I'm, like I said before, I'm quite confident that they will be expounding on stuff in this movie later on as the movies uh, progress. Okay. So, yeah, I'm good. Cool. All right, well, <clears throat> man. Um, I know. Let's get on there, I guess. Mm-hmm. We hit it hard today. We've had a busy day. Indeed. Yes. Um, All that tubing on the Delaware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it exactly. didn't happen. Exactly. It, didn't, it was very sad. Mm-hmm. So, at any rate. So, I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, this brings us to the partial com- conclusion slash we'll have a small epilogue of phase two um you know coming into uh, age of ultron here um which i am highly looking forward to just yeah, for the record it's awesome it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a great ride yeah so you know we definitely got to set that up and then um and then uh after after that it's it's ant-man and then we're we're caught up which actually i'm kind of looking forward to ant-man too despite it's not yep. all that impressive title. I think yeah. it sounds like an interesting concept. Well, I, I think it's going to be really cool. And you wind up getting it, like, weirdly enough, because maybe they just didn't have time or something like that. You get to wind up seeing and hearing about characters that did things that are, are technically... Excuse me. <clears throat> they're technically responsible for most of the events of Age of Ultron. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. maybe we can talk about that when we get there. Alrighty. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess uh, you know that that's it. I mean, we were we're ready we're ready to to rock with some Age of Ultron next episode, um, and then uh, you know, get through that, get through get through Ant Man, and then you know, as we wait the next Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, we got some other stuff to watch, and that's gonna be exciting too. 
Rich so. is excited for Star Wars. I'm very <laughs> excited. I'm so excited. Except we, for the Phantom Edit. Yeah. Well, we could just, you know, we could do, a, maybe we could do like a special episode of that. The Phantom Edit? Yeah. Jeanette will participate not at all. <laughs> well, maybe, well, maybe in this special episode, right, of the Phantom Edit, let's, let's take, let's, you know, air this out to see if people want to interact with us on uh, things like Twitter uh, on Sharp Angles BIC or at Sharp Angles at BaconIceGame.com. Kids, um, just say no. <laughs> some, an, an email address that you can interact with us. Maybe, just maybe, as an experiment, because it is the Phantom Edit and kind of who cares. Um, and, you know, because we want to just get it out of the way and it might give other people a chance to um, pay attention or not. Um, what if we, um, what if we did uh, essentially a live on-air recording? So start Phantom Phantom Edit, start watching Phantom Edit, hit record, and then do the show as we're watching it. That could be interesting. That way, we just get through it. We're done, and then we don't actually have to have a discussion after the credits roll. Does that mean today and I have to edit ourselves? <laughs> Me so no one edit myself. Not not at all. <laughs> um, also, by the way, um, I don't know if you guys know as far as the podcast goes, but um, we've you know I I listed us as uh, seventeen plus from the get go. Oh okay. So you good know, to we, know. We don't we don't have to be filtered if we don't want to be. No, I mean I I for the most part I'm not editing myself. Yeah. Yeah. But so. when we're what let's face it, Danae and I while actually watching the movies can behave like 13 year old boys so mm, very <laughs> true we make we make really immature comments i have the brain of a 13 year old boy <laughs> i don't know how that works awesome so um and i'm also intimidating and while i don't mind i don't mind going on the record about stuff like the black panthers i'm not sure if i want my immaturity <laughs> documented <laughs> for, for all posterity's sake <laughs> true <laughs> Indeed. Something so to we'll, think we'll about. So we'll have to discuss this a little bit further. Yep. <laughs> All right. Cool. So yeah, two so movies, and then we're there. All righty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll, Bring we'll, it on. We'll figure it out. So, um, I guess that's just about wrapping it up for uh, episode nine of uh, Sharp Angles, and we'll see you. We'll see you next time for some uh, for some Major Ultron. So I'm Rich. I'm Danae. And I'm the hated one, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. I'll try to have guys. Bye, guys. Bye. If you have half a brain, do, 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 do. you like making love at midnight on the dunes of the Cape, then you're, you're the lady I look for. Come, Come with me, me and escape. escape.
karaoke sharp angle style. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that is a uh, that's good times. You know, uh, ironically enough, I actually had the uh, what do they call those things? They weren't seventy eights. What were the ones that were singles? There were 78s. There were like the big LPs, like the, you know, they're the big proper records, right? Okay. But there were yeah. shorter ones that had like, you know, had the, you had the like ones with the little holes and they had the ones with the big holes. And the ones with the big holes were like half the length or like a quarter of the length. It was basically like a single, like a sing- singles before singles. Is the dryer still running? I don't know. I think so. But I no, so. I do, I do remember that. I don't that. think so. I do. Did so, it stop working? No, I think it just is done. It doesn't have a an alarm. Well, we can turn it on. I just turned it off because it's kind of annoying. Oh, okay. Do you want well, me to turn it on? No, no, don't worry about it. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, um. What the heck is the size of that thing? I gotta look it up now. I cannot remember. I gotta look it up. Records were awesome. Records were awesome, but them. here's the thing. Um. That song is forever ingrained in my brain um, because I had the single for that song. And I used to play it on my my dad's record player that he gave me. And this, like, he gave me his old, like, tube stereo receiver. Okay. And, um, and I used to listen to that and um, the Tommy album by The Who. And, uh... Live at Leeds, and um, I had the the read along book for The Hobbit, um, and then this Masters of the Universe story, and I used to like listen to them like nonstop. This is pretty cool. I'm pretty sure it was all Christian stuff for me. I have very fond memories of it. Um. All right, so I think I think that we should feature Danae's and my awesome karaoke. Just like a little snippet or something. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that'll bring in a lot more. 12 inch, 12 inch single. Simply called 12 inch. Unsubscribe. No, no. It was definitely not a 45. It was a 45. That doesn't sound wrong. You know, because... yeah. What was the other number I was saying? 78. A 78? Yeah. 45 Colt. I don't know. Slightly different. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> we could put a little war- warning. May contain, m- warning may contain disturbing content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Offensive and disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> May so. scar you for life. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so anyway, um, cool. So you guys, we guys good? I'm we're good. good. We're good to go. Wash. Huh? Wait, What's up? Check on the wash.